and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 55, Galoshes of Fortune. My name's TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today, Galoosh? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. Um, and for those of you wondering, yes, Galoosh is because TJ was going to spell galoshes that way, and it's like, I mean, look galoshes at, at how... is a word that I literally never use, and I don't think I've ever had to write out. I know, but like you also know how English lang- the English language works when written in theory. Cause... Yeah, but the English language is also fucking stupid a lot of the time. Yeah, so... but usually a double O is an oo sound. Galoosh. Galoosh. <laughs> Sploosh galoosh. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna sploosh, you want to wear your galoosh. <laughs> yes, sold. All right, love it. Um, old business first or beer first? You know, old business just to knock it out real fast. All right. Hey guys, last episode um, when we recorded was literally hours after the massacre in Uvalde. So not all details were had yet. The uh, body count increased, uh, and our reaction has decreased. So, what a surprise! Uh, also, we tend to not like sob at a lot of things. We yeah. tend to like process with logic, uh, which a... is why you didn't hear us like crying. Yeah, and, uh, you know, again, processing with logic, trying to come up with, like, pragmatic solutions is kind of how I deal with things. Uh, Thank you, PTSD. Yeah, but don't you worry. Those tears always come out eventually. Like, during Nine Inch Nails' set, I was just, like, standing there fucking ugly crying. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, again, also... uh, traumatized brains uh make so much sense yay yay um (laughs) well you know what you know what my traumatized brain could use is uh beer beer oh yes yes beer i like beer beer number one today comes to us from lost shoe brewing company out of marlboro yes marlboro massachusetts uh it's galoshes of fortune Uh, sorry i gotta do it with the right voice Galoshes of Fortune. Kind of like, you know, A-Team. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Galoshes of Fortune. 21. This one's a sour ale with bubblegum jelly beans, prickly pear, raspberry, and Madagascar vanilla beans. Ringing in at 5% in 3, 2, 1. Crack. I sat way back and still sprayed myself in the face. Nice. Real nice. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited to drink this again. Yes, folks, we already had this because we went to a second trip to uh, fucking Lost Shoe. But uh, we, we still haven't actually talked about our first trip. But fun facts, today we talk about our first trip. Do 
Oh yes. my god, yes. <laughs> the yes was both to the beer and my uh our silent co-host. Not so silent co-host. Yeah, you can't hear him on the on the podcast, which is kind of a bummer actually. Oh, that's weird cuz I could totally just hear him. Oh, so could, that could makes you? me think that he will probably end up showing up. Uh, the not-so-silent co-host, if you heard that meow, was Wash. And yes, we will pay cat tax if asked. Yes, but only if asked. Engage with us, please. <laughs> we beg of you. <laughs> what, do we, what do we have to do to get you to engage with us, man? I don't know, we man. It's like... What you love us. I don't know. Free fucking beer hasn't really worked much, so yeah, uh, maybe maybe, maybe maybe cat pictures will help. Oh man! Oh, this is so fucking good. Yeah, this shit is so fucking delicious. I mean, honestly, I think the flavor that comes through the least in it is the vanilla, and I still mm -hmm. taste it. Absolutely. Like the vanilla isn't. I'm glad that the vanilla isn't like super prominent because it kind oh, of enhances the other flavors and just kind of helps round out the the sort of sweetness it gives it a little bit more complexity mm. this is stupidly fucking good so i believe that lost shoe was a place that we've kind of found accidentally just like googling you know craft beer near me or some shit while in Natick. And uh, it was like, hey, I've never heard of that brewery. And they roast coffee. Fuck it. Let's go check it out. Like, you know, look, obviously look at the menu and see it's not boring. So all right, all right let's give this a shot. I'm so fucking glad that we did. Me uh, too. So far, I mean, just to say, you know, a little bit of a spoiler. I don't think I've had anything from Lost Shoe that I absolutely hated so far. Um, Nothing I did I've buy hated. coffee, and I cannot give a review yet because I have not dug into that bag of beans. Soon. Soon I will Soon. be able to review it. All right. All right. I will kick us off with the first beer that I checked in at Lost Shoe. It's called Size 8. It is a... Belgian triple that is high in alcohol with slight sweetness and spice notes. Um, this one I I liked well enough. I think that I think that I'm just kind of I've had so many fucking Belgians in my life so far that it's like I don't know. I'm kind of I'm a little bit over the basic belgian styles generally speaking like this is a solid one i just like i only gave it a 3.75 which is you know probably a little lower than i often rate things but again yeah. it's it's more of like a it's a personal preference thing more than like this beer is bad uh, and, and that's, that's definitely not a bad rating it's also part of why i gave it a four to like balance out your 3.75 because like yeah it wasn't bad but like i enjoy belgians more than you do even still these days agreed but like yeah it, it wasn't anything amazing but it was still pretty damn good um 
another one that we had was called Sleeping with the Fishes. It's a collaboration between Lost Shoe and Channel Marker Brewing out of Beverly, Massachusetts. It's a sour ale brewed with gummy fish candies, lingonberries, sweet cherries, tart cherries, and milk sugar. Uh, it was really fucking good. Yeah, this one was really <laughs> fucking good. Um, again, like, I have a lot of respect for any place that can, like, do really good candy sours. Because, like, they are... It's not really, it's not a smoothie style. There are smoothie styles that include candy, but like a specifically candy sour, like you do that Similar well. like pipe dream. Yeah. yeah. Like you do that well and I'm going to be like pretty well on board with like trying more of your shit. Yeah. I mean like this one today is a little more of the smoothie style, the Galoshes of Fortune 21. A little bit, but it's definitely not. It's still, I wouldn't call it a smoothie I, 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 style. It's not really. It just has like a little bit of thickness, which makes it seem much more a little more smoothie style, but like over like a Berliner. Yeah, but it is distinctly no. It's notably still quite sour and yeah. isn't nearly. It's not like drinking a fucking milkshake. Yeah. Which again, that's not a complaint. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it reminds me again. It reminds me of like Pipe Dreams candy sour stuff, but unfiltered yeah yeah that that's kind of the way i would put it that and like i think that the fact that they're combining candy with like uh like you know fruit flavors and vanilla and stuff like i think that you're adding a bit more complexity than because i feel like the pipery ones are usually just like we made a sour and threw a bunch of skittles in it <laughs> yeah like don't get me wrong <laughs> i love that but you know, this definitely has a bit more complexity. Uh, speaking of, you know, things with complexity, we had, I think what, I, I didn't actually bother looking ahead, but the I think we had two of the anyone here a helicopter? Uh, the two, the, so the first version we had was with Graham Cracker. Uh... It's a sour ale conditioned on raspberries, blackberries, and vanilla, and graham cracker added. And um, I fucking loved it. Like, 4.5 loved it. Like, seriously, the graham cracker came through nicely. The, like, it, it wasn't, there was no flavor that, like, overtook any of the others. It was really well balanced, and I really dug it. So, looking ahead, we forgot to check in the other one. Because oh. I think you're right. We, we I think we had did two different ones. two different anyone here a helicopter. I think it was, but was it with Marshmallow, maybe? With Marshmallow. That was exactly what it was. Well, we should probably check that in at some point. Um, if I recall correctly, I kind of loved both of them. And, like, I think that the Graham Cracker one might have slightly edged out the Marshmallow. Which, for you, is pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, I thought like as a as a marshmallow um obsessed person, I find that marshmallow generally does not come through as well in beers. Like it's it's an incredibly subtle flavor. Oh, okay. So I checked in with marshmallow. You didn't. Oh. So I see. Yeah. So what what was your was there a difference in the rating? Oh yeah, the, the uh, marshmallow was a four point two five. The Grand Cracker was a four point five. 
Okay, so, so yes, my my brain is still working to like what a month Somewhat. and a half afterwards. <laughs> as, okay, as much as it normally does, I guess. Um, yeah, guys, you can check out Lost Shoe Brewing and Roasting Company at 19 Weed Street. That's yeah. Weed, W-E-E-D, Weed, the devil's yeah, yeah, lettuce. Yeah. Also, if you go there, um, they do have a little bit of food. We still haven't really, I don't know if, I don't think we, we, have, we haven't had any of their food. It looks um, good from what I've seen, because I feel like I've seen like charcuterie boards going out. Yeah, but like, there's also a fucking crown fried chicken right around the corner. Uh, not, not even like around the corner. It's slightly down the street, and uh, in yeah. the parking lot next to it. <laughs> uh, technically, that is still Weed Street. Actually, what's funny? Yeah, That's the funny part. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and you can bring food there, so it's like. Oh no! I have to get crown and go drink good beer. What whatever shall I do? You're telling me do I gotta all get of a, that. I, I gotta get a three piece of uh, dark meat from Crown and some of those delicious fries of theirs, and then go eat, go drink delicious beers. Oh no! Whatever yeah. will I do? All right. Hey, another beer that we had when we were on our first excursion to La Chue was called Crossroads of New England, the Pink Boots Blend. Um, it doesn't tell me shit about it other than it was a New England IPA that was 7.5%. Yeah, I can't remember anything else about it. And we both gave it a 4.25, so I'm guessing it was a pretty decent New England IPA. Yeah, I remember it being decent. I just don't remember if it had, like, stuff added to it. Yeah. It may not have. It may not have. So, we had another IPA. This one was a milkshake IPA called uh, Pate Achou. Bless which you. Is, which is fucking hilarious. Because um, it is pronounced, that word, C-H-O-U-X, is pronounced shoe in french but because lost shoe brewing but you know it's uh shoe pastry is a type of pastry that i don't really know what goes into it but i know i've heard it said a million times on great british baking show so sure i get what they were going for Uh, i'm going to guess vanilla i no um no i can't remember what it, it like Shoe pastry is the one that you make like shit like profiteroles and stuff out of, I think. Oh, so it's essentially like a type of puff pastry that's not, you know, pie yeah. crust. Yeah, it's a type of puff pastry, I believe, yes. So anyway, this beer was a milkshake IPA brewed with milk sugar, lactose, dry hopped with citra and mosaic and conditioned on vanilla beans. And it was fucking bomb as hell. Like, again, (laughs) 4.5. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, again, so in that one, the vanilla is a fairly prominent flavor, but that's because it is really the only, like, flavor flavor in there, Um, which I really love the combination of lactose with vanilla in general in beer, but, like, Mm -hmm. also it really takes the edge off of, like, because mosaic, especially, I find can have some bitter notes even in a New England style IPA, and this just 
took all of that bitterness right off the back end. It just rounded it out so nicely. It was so good. Ugh. And I think it's the average rating on Untapped is 3.89 and people are fucking dumb. Like, I, I don't I, I know that everybody has their own taste, but come the fuck on. That was oh, yeah. way better than that. <clears throat> no, those people are objectively wrong. Yes. Like we we gave we both gave it a four point five. And it it was fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. That's Lost Shoe Brewing Company, nineteen Weed Street, Marlboro. Like the cigarettes. You're you're really just not gonna get over the fact that it's on Weed Street, are you? Or, or that it's in Marlboro. Like the yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, we also had other beers. Ah, uh, I got thrown back. God damn it. Uh, okay, well, I'll do the next one then. I know it was a stout. <laughs> yes, it was. It's a coffee stout called New Pair of Brews Panama Boquet. Boquetti? I don't know how the fuck you pronounce that word. Okay. Uh, um, it's a rotating milk stout with cold brewed coffee. This version fe features a single origin from Panama and is brewed with milk sugar and Madagascar vanilla beans. Um, I thought this was pretty solid. I mean, I gave it a four. TJ gave it a 4.25. Um, I think, again, we're just sort of balancing each other out here. Um, if I recall correctly, I think that I wanted a little bit more coffee to come through, but like you can tell that the coffee in there is like really good quality and it makes mm -hmm. me even more excited to try like the coffee that I got from there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I gave it slightly higher just because I was able to pull out more of that coffee flavor in there. So yeah. for me, it was a little more enjoyable. I mean, I think similarly with our next one dipped and drizzled, which is a 7% Porter. Uh, it's brewed with cocoa powder, white chocolate, and conditioned on cocoa nibs, Madagascar vanilla beans, and over 80 pounds of strawberries. Uh, I gave it 4.25. You gave it a 4. I think that we had similar complaints, but again, I think that I was getting like a little more of the strawberry out of it than you were, which made me yeah. enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, sometimes, like, which surprises me, because usually I can, I, I like a lot of delicate flavors that other people don't always pick up on but like for some reason i was not picking up on as much flavor in either one of those as you were and i don't know if it maybe it's like some of the stuff we had before just like blew my taste buds out or something maybe the subtlety was somewhat lost on me yeah i mean honestly i think we kind of fucked up starting off with sours there mm -hmm. instead of the stout and porter well i think it was also that it was like let's try the stuff we really, 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 really want to try first and then move on to the other stuff that we want to try. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Because um, I think we got that... there like half an hour before close or something. Uh, I think it was like an hour, but um, it was like, are we going to make it through two flights or just one? The other part of it is, is like, generally speaking, I'm going to go with the dark beers at near the end because like, a lot of times those are going to blow out your taste beds for the other shit. And yeah, for a lot of stouts and porters, uh, especially like the bigger like Russian Imperial shit, mm -hmm. like that is going to blow your taste buds out. But that's what I liked about their stouts and porters is like they had a lot more nuanced flavor 
Yeah, and they're also like not like a twelve percent. Yeah. I, I also really like it when a beer isn't like like one beer isn't gonna get me drunk. Like I, I like to have multiple beers and just like chill. Yes. I drink for fun, not to get hammered. Getting yeah. hammered's just a bonus. <laughs> Sometimes. Um but hey, after that, didn't we take a trip to oh yeah, it was a Sunday. That's why. We took a trip to the Natick Mall. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we went to uh the the night shift brewing Natick inside of level ninety nine. And we had some beers there too. Indeed we did. So we had well, I for the first time had Level Up by Night Shift Brewing. It is an east cro- east and west coast IPA, east meets west, whatever. Um, it's, and it does neither of them well. <laughs> yeah, it um, it it's it's fine. It's like it's drinkable. It's just like. I can't see myself getting excited about it. Like a 3.75 isn't like horrible, but like, man, I just like, I don't know. I feel like I would pass that over for a lot of other things in like a liquor store. Yeah. Uh, although you're not going to find it in a liquor store because it's exclusive to there. Which is totally fine. While we were there, we also had stratosaurus it's a fucking it's a new england ipa with stratus (laughs) it was also fine yeah fine (laughs) like again i will pat like that you might find in a liquor store and i would still pass that over for many many other things indeed i told my uncle chris today because like he's a guy who doesn't like sours but I told him, um, hey, I recommend trying out 450 North if you see any of their stuff out there for like their smoothie style sours. Because mm-hmm. it's delicious. And it's not what you it's not what you're going to be expecting when you hear the word sour. Yes. It's not like, you know, popping a warhead in your mouth. It's like this could be breakfast. That's dangerous. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah, the, this Galoshes of Fortune is going back to what we're drinking currently. I feel like straddles that line somewhat nicely. Like, I definitely think that it it is giving me, like, the I might be drinking some fruit, some actual fruit here kind of vibes. But, like, it is definitely sour enough that it is finding, like, every cut on my fucking, or every, like, little fissure on my very chapped lips. I was going to say, this is why we don't suck on razor blades, Emily. Chapped lips all year (laughs) round. That's my superpower. That's a shitty fucking superpower. I mean, it's not, it's not, okay, it's not my only superpower, thankfully, but it is my shittiest superpower. Hey, how much of of this next stuff have we talked about before? Because didn't we talk about Double Rainbow or no? I don't think we talked about any of this. Okay. Well, Double Rainbow was one of the beers that I brought back from Provincetown. Oh, maybe we did talk about that. I mean, 
Yeah, now now that you say that, we maybe we did talk about that, but like, I also I mean, thought that we had talked about who let the boomers out, but I might be wrong. I don't think we did. I think we only talked about Double Rainbow because we were talking about the Provincetown shit, and like, it, it's the only one I got to try, and I'm fine with that. Like, I would take that Night Shift Stratosaurus over the Double Rainbow. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't even think that that had like oxidized. I just think that it was that bad. Yeah. Which sorry. Oh. Um, we we don't hate you personally, and we encourage you to keep trying. Yes, please do better in the future, so we can laud you instead of. We're not uh, mad. We're just disappointed. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So better beer we next had who let the boomers out by fat orange cat brewing company out of east hampton connecticut and it's a collaboration with willimantic brewing in willimantic connecticut you know shocker couldn't tell from the name or anything right. um it will it's a pale ale which is uh not a style we generally go with uh, but this was hopped with Amarillo, Citra, and Mosaic, and like, come on, man! We, of course, we were fucking buying this name alone. I think we got a single can of it, and like, again, for pale, I thought it was pretty solid. I gave it a four. Like, I would buy this over Stratosaurus. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, it wasn't anything super special, but it was a very crushable kind of beer. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for something less good, uh, we ended up having Are You Bored Yet? version 3 from mm -hmm. Proclamation Ale out of Warwick, Rhode Island. It was a dry hop beer with cherry, grapefruit, and spruce tips. And oh boy, it was bad. Yeah, like that is a combination that sounds really good to me. Um, and it did not work out. Um, I feel like it tasted like what if you mixed like a shitty cherry sour with pine salt? Yeah, that's exactly what it tasted like. Um, yeah. Like, like a shitty cherry sour. Like, honestly, man, I've had, I, I, I can't even remember. I might have had an, another version of Are You Bored Yet? I've definitely had other proclamation, like fruity or sour sort of things, and I have not liked a single one of them. I think I've had others that weren't quite as bad as this, but like, oh boy, this, uh, I feel like I've had like an IPA or two from them that weren't bad, but like everything else from them has like been either par or subpar. Yeah. It's, uh, again, trying, we're not guys. mad. We're just, yeah, <laughs> we're not mad. We're just disappointed. We appreciate that you try to like do interesting things though. Like, I don't know. We just need better execution. Um, better. We tried out the, a, a lamplighter IPA called space monster. It's a West Coast IPA with a, hopped with 100% Michigan-grown Chinook. Again, not always a West Coast person. I liked this. Um, like, I 4.0 liked this. It wasn't like 
super piney or super resinous. It really felt like it felt like a Michigan IPA. Yeah. And, and like I really liked it. Mhm. All right. Yeah, Lamplighter is a place that I feel like I need to go spend more time at. I've only been there a couple of times. I mean, it's like not a bad spot. It's kind of small. But like generally I I like how they have grown over the years. Like their their beer has gotten at least incrementally better. Cuz I yes. remember when they were a new brewery. Um I don't know if we talked about this. But, I don't think so. Which one? Uh, Music Express IPA from Narragansett yeah, Brewing about Company. That. It's a medium-bodied IPA with notes of grapefruit, pine, and passion. I'm, I'm guessing passion fruit or just like, I'm know, sure it's passion sex fruit. magic. Uh, thanks to Simcoe, Eldorado, and Mosaic Hops. I mean, for fucking Gansett, it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, 3.75, like... It doesn't sound like a lot, but like it's For made by Gansett. it's made by Gansett. Like, yeah, I uh, I was pleased. Like again, I don't know that I would like rush out to buy this over other things, but like it was pretty. It was pretty solid. Um, more solid though was the next one. Um. Because we, we didn't do this as an episode beer, right? I don't know. What's the next one? Spring Wake from Widowmaker? No, we did not. Okay. Uh, I don't think we did. <laughs> yeah. Spring Wake, which I would like to note is listed as a 6.66% ABV, which, Rad. fuck right, guys. <laughs> um, it is a... <laughs> it's a... Tr the, it, it's the tropical party we have been dying to throw and lay those winter memories to rest. Brewed with a wheat and oat-heavy gr uh, grist and hopped with mosaic, racao, and strata hops. It is their latest seasonal IPA, and it's an easy-drinking beer they would be happy to take on a permanent vacation. Um, I First off, the description is fun. And it becomes more fun when you realize that, like, yeah, it's actually a good beer. So, like, it's not some, like, you. it's not like you put more effort into the description than the beer itself. Like, Widowmaker has come so far since Blue Comet, in my opinion. Like, Blue Comet's not a bad beer, but, like, the stuff that they've been coming out with lately has overall been fucking great. Uh, Spring Wake is a, I gave that a 4.25. Yeah, definitely a brewery to keep your eye on. Because, mm -hmm. like, I know I have had some fucking shit from them when they were, like, just a young brewery. But everything of late that I keep on having from them just keeps on getting progressively better. Yeah, mostly IPAs and sours. Actually, no, that's not even true. IPA, sours, and stouts. I mean, uh, think about um, fucking Candy Maker. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, they do, they are great. Um, like, and that's just proof that, you know, you make some okay stuff in the beginning, you can make it to like, excellent. 
Mew. Yeah, I know you want to go out. All right. I don't think I had these next two with you. Oh, yes, you did not. I had those at um, a Roots Rhythm and Dub show in... Uh... Nobody cares. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> fuck you, considering they're the sister band of the band who Nobody does, our, <laughs> does our, our theme song. Nobody cares. <laughs> The, the band who does our theme song is called El Grande, since we don't mention that nearly enough. El Grande from Portland, Maine. Sister band to Roots Rhythm and Dub, also of Portland, Maine. Nobody um, cares. <laughs> I'm going to come and I'm going to drive down there right now and slap the shit out of you. Okay. Cool. We'll hang out. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, first I had. Cream puff war pineapple. So if you if you folks reckon, remember, we did by we had cream puff war peach by Ten Bens uh, last year, and this one is the pineapple version. Uh, I think it's probably a similar ABV. This one's listed as uh, an eight point two. Um, so same basic same beer brewed with honey, malt, and lactose, fermented with pineapple puree, and then double dry hop to create a deliciously unique, smooth, and balanced ale. Um, so, I liked it. I gave it a four. It's a very drinkable IPA. Um, very smooth. I thought it was extremely pleasant. My biggest complaint is the pineapple doesn't come through well enough. Like, I... I liked it a lot as a base beer, which hence the high rating. I just think that unlike the peach cream puff war, the f- the fruit flavor does not come through super strongly. So otherwise, honestly, 10 Bens, another place that like their IPAs seem to be worth like picking up. Um, I also had Ruby Twist, which is a Radler by Ten Bens that is made with grapefruit juice. <laughs> so, like most Radlers, this clocks in really low ABV. It's a three point five. Um, I gave this a three point seven five mostly because I've had Radlers that had more punt flavor punch to it, but I do appreciate the fact that like they clearly used like real juice instead of using like an extract, nice. and I. I think that this would be extremely crushable. Can you hear him whining? A little bit, but not right now. Keep going. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. Or, um, do we, or do we like commercial break and then come back and get through the rest of the, the get, some more get stuff? Get through like May 1st. <laughs> Oh, wow, there's a bunch on May 1st, huh? Yeah. I figure we can get through that after a commercial break and uh, call it on beer, and then we can finally do Cringe Corner. Oh, good God, yes. Oh, good God, yes. Uh, today's episode brought to you by um, the housing market. Man, shit's fucked, huh? The housing market. <laughs> oh my god uh i don't know C- see like 
maybe C plus. Like I, I appreciate the uh, the cultural commentary and um, relevance to current events, but you know, eh. Yeah. Where's the pizzazz? Come on, man. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point of it. Hey, also, while you're at it, check out our other podcast. It's called See It or Screw It. We've got two episodes out now. And, um, yeah, it'll still be two episodes by the time this episode comes out. So, two episodes out now. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Oh, and if we're doing ad time, let's do, like, mid-episode ad. Hey, you can also give us money at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. Those are the initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. Please give us money. We'll send you beer. You can be a guest host. It'll be rad. Trust us. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I mean, if you if you haven't... If you don't trust us, go listen to our guest host episodes. Like, I, I still... Those are the ones I I would actually listen to like over and over because like I I think they're fun as hell. At, at least at least Tom and Roz and Liam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but hey, it's smoking time. So we'll see you back here after that smoke. Let's do this. Yeah, right. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah, right. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> Did anyone teach him to ride a motorcycle? Anyone. anyone. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, beer number two today also comes to us from Lost Shoe Brewing and Roasting Company. Uh, beer number two today is Galoshes of Fortune 22. It's a sour ale with blueberry jelly beans, banana, coconut, pineapple, and Madagascar vanilla beans. In three, two one crack sprayed myself in the face again even though i was like more than six inches away also got it down my shirt so that's cool now i'm damp i told you don't yell at me if you come in meow all right immediately it's not as attractive as it was when we got it on tap Yes, it is. Did you actually swirl it? I just did the swirl. Okay, now I'm getting more of the real color. I was going to say blue goo because that sounds better, but it's really kind of a green color. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's all swirly. Oh, I do dig the shit out of this one, too. Hmm. Like, the blueberry jelly bean is not a super... It, it Like, again, this is a... I, I think that this one is a little bit less super well-balanced. Like, I feel like the coconut comes through the best of all the flavors. I agree. Like, it's, I think that... It's coconut, then pineapple. Um, I'd say coconut, then pineapple, and blueberry jelly beans. I guess the thing that really pleases me about this is that, like... Whenever you include banana as a flavor in, I don't know, fucking anything, basically, like, I'm always worried that it's going to take over the entire thing, because banana in smoothies and such, it often does, yeah, it's why I tend, it's why when I used to make green smoothies, I didn't use banana, because, like, 
it basically ends up tasting like banana and then like maybe some other bullshit. It's like, yeah, but the banana was like the cheap part of this. How about instead of yelling, you just come up and get petted? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Such a needy child. All right. We want to try and get through some more beers before we get off beer. So let's just like rip on through. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Uh, I think this is just something that like we forgot to check in. What? The eager to share? Yeah. No, that isn't something we forgot to check in. We actually did get that at Night Shift Brewing Natick. So we went back to Night Shift Brewing Natick because it's got decent stuff on tap and like is open late. And this time I actually got to like, because no. I think the first time we went to level no, 99. That, that's why, because I wanted to go to Hot Topic to buy a tank top. So oh, yes. before doing that. We stopped and got a beer. <laughs> yes. I also, you know, got new glasses, so I look cool and stuff now. No, that was a later time. Because mm. that's when I had to go back and go to the Apple store. Oh, yeah. My laptop. My God, we've been to bed. the mall far too many times in recent memory. Well, now that I live near like a not shit mall. Which, eh. But yes, we, we ended up going back to the mall and had a beer because I wanted to get a bad man tank top from Hot Topic. <laughs> Yay. The best thing about, well, no, I mean, Vegeta's outfits are not the best thing about Dragon Ball Z, but like, come on, man, they, they, they don't fucking hurt it. That's that's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Let's go see um, Yamcha. <laughs> Never not funny. Um, so Eager to Share is by Marlowe Artisanal Ales out of New Haven, Connecticut. It is a pale ale brewed with citra and mosaic. I thought this was really fucking solid, especially for a pale ale. Yeah, I thought it was pretty goddamn fucking tasty, too. <clears throat> Again, especially for a pale ale. Yeah, 4.25 is pretty solid. I mean, I usually don't go that high on pails. But then, after we went to Hot Topic, we fucked off from the mall and went to Trillium in Canton. While at Trillium in Canton, we had daily serving passion fruit, orange peel, and guava. Holy fucking fuck. This shit was fucking delicious. Like, we both gave it a 4.5. That kind of delicious. Indeed. And also, my uh, untapped is telling me to go fuck myself, so I guess I need to go back in. Cool. Then I'll keep on keeping on, because yeah. the uh, another beer that we had that day, that night, was really Big Bird. Again, from Trillium. Again, fucking delicious. It was a Imperial... New England style IPA. Uh, it had hops in it that it doesn't fucking tell me what the fuck they are. Some hops. Some hops. <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, uh, like even know. for a big beer, it was still pretty goddamn solid. Oh yeah, it's so good. Like 
honestly not going to stop gushing about Trillium ever unless ever. they like really go downhill at some point. <laughs> yeah. Like unless, I don't unless like the owner of the company comes out as like a Holocaust denier, I don't think I'm ever going to dislike Trillium. <laughs> yeah. I I was thinking more like if their beer was bad, but like that also would do it. Yes. Wait, wait to wait to go as dark as possible with it, DJ. Oh, oh man, that wasn't even as dark as possible. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely not as dark as possible. But wait, wait to wait to yeah, never mind. Um, wait, wait to wait, wait to depress the shit out of the audience. Hey, I'm just putting uh, putting out the idea of like if you're on the same level as Pope John Paul II then fuck you. <laughs> um, fuck the Pope. Anyway, um, yeah, the current Pope's, I guess, like less shitty, but whatever. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. I've never been Catholic. I don't really um, know anything about the current Pope, and that's how I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that actually, like, that's usually a good sign, I think. Like, if they're kind of boring, sure. Like, I mean, it's better than the one who was the literal Nazi. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, next we had Wooly Mullen, which is um, part of a series that Trillium did of wild ales that are brewed were brewed with uh, different herbs, like native herbs, herbs, plants, fucking whatever. Call it whatever the fuck you want. Um, Stuff. Because I don't think woolly mullen is exactly an herb. I think it is used in more like a medicinal capacity. I can't fucking remember. Whatever. Oh, I'm not an herbalist. What, I think that's what it was. Is that it was a series of wild ales that were brewed with different herbs that have medicinal properties. Yeah, like I know. I think the other one we tried to order was was red sorrel, but they'd run out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this one is Wooly Mullen. Pours a golden yellow with lively carbonation and a fluffy bone white foam cap. A juicy stone fruit note is immediately perceivable, complemented by rustic undertones of dry hay and leathery funk. The acidity is clean and moderate, allowing each sip to finish on a refreshing high note. Yeah, I liked it. I like honestly, it's been really fun. Re reacquainting myself with like wilds as opposed to sours like they are definitely different animals and like oh absolutely while wilds often have a sour component to them there's so much more going on there like dug the funk on this me too um we also had another wild ale since we couldn't get the red sorrel Instead, we got Faded Farmer, Black Muscat, and Malbec. Um, like, uh, again, it, it's a fucking Trillium, guys. It, uh, it's going to be delicious. Yeah, but that one, like, whereas the Wooly Mullen I give a 4.25, I gave the Faded Farmer, Black Muscat, and Malbec a 4.75. Like, yeah, that that I mean, I like the whole Faded Farmer series. That one is particularly fucking amazing. And what's funny is I believe we'd actually had it before, but the guy was like, oh, I don't think we've ever had it anywhere else. And I'm like, actually, I'm pretty sure we had it. Um, we, had it the, in, in, we had it in Fort Point as a slush. 
yeah, that's why. It's like I think that they used some like they actually put like some fruit in it with it too. Like it was so fucking good as a slush. It's so fucking good as a beer. Like man, that is really up there. Absolutely. Even with, um, even even compared to other trilliums. Speaking of other trilliums, we also had DDH Stilling Street. Uh, Stilling Street is their Nelson Sauvon. Uh, you know, New England IPA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it just says American on here, but like it is a New England style. It's a New England. It's a hundred percent. It's a New England. Uh, again, like fucking delicious. It's a fucking trillium. Yeah. Uh, we also had DDH Summer Street, which is the Simcoe one. Um, yeah. Again, the whole street series is fucking bomb as hell, including the streets. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, again, like if it's trillium, ninety nine percent of the time you can't go wrong. Indeedly do. But then we left Trillium. And we came back to Dover to hang. I can't remember the fuck we watched while we were hanging, but... I don't know. Something. Uh, we, we, had, we had some singles. One of those singles, at least I think they were singles. Yes, uh, they were. One of those singles was Gigantic Dad Pants from Kushnock Brewing Company out of Augusta, Maine. And their description doesn't tell me dick shit about it so uh it it was a pretty decent new england style ipa i don't think it was super oh no we were drinking from cans so we couldn't really tell yeah but it didn't seem like it was you know super super unfiltered or anything yeah um honestly though like not bad for a beer that we seriously bought name alone like without even fucking looking at the rating like this is like it's like come on man first off Kushnock is a brewing company that I've been wanting to try more stuff from. And second, it's called Gigantic Dad Pants. Of course oh, yeah. I bought it. Come on. Um, well, we also got uh, Any Tang Goes by True North Ale Company. Uh, True North is from Ipswich, Mass. Um, I feel like they were originally somewhere in Merrimack Valley, but maybe i'm thinking of someplace else true north is a brewery that like i've had a couple of things from and like i've never been wildly impressed with anything um this i was i thought was one of the better things i've had from true north and i actually lowered the rating on it um (laughs) i gave it a 3.75 its average is 3.83 it is a goes infused with tangerine puree and hopped with Mandarina Bavaria. Um, I don't know. Again, like, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was, like, a lot more drinkable than I've found most of the stuff that I've had from True North. So, I don't know. I guess I'll consider that a win. No, I, I would agree. And, I mean, honestly, I think a part of what affected our opinion on it was that not long before we had that, we had had that um, Tang smoothie style seltzer from 450 yeah. North. And like, if you're going to throw Tang in there, then that was well, definitely far superior. Technically speaking, this one didn't actually have Tang in it. Yeah, it had tangerine right. puree. But like, 
it's kind of a weird thing when like you use a citrus fruit like an actual citrus fruit in a beer and the flavor doesn't come through all that well yeah like citrus is a flavor that is like really quite strong and very difficult to cover when you're trying to cover it uh and yet it's like the tangerine is barely noticeable i don't know it was kind of weird but again it wasn't like undrinkable it just wasn't it just didn't do an excellent job at doing what it set out to do well that feels like a bummer of a note to end on now doesn't it let's just do one more oh, one fuck, more man. no because if we do one more then we want to keep on going through that date we should no. stop there there is like, only oh yeah you're right yeah exactly here if you want to keep on talking why don't you introduce a new corner that we tried to introduce a couple episodes ago but i was too goddamn tired because i want to keep this Thing fucking moving because it's like 1 a.m. when we're recording right now <laughs> and I, I want to like try and wrap it up mm. but I still want to get like another I don't know 20 minutes well uh, I'm uh, turning on the vape so I don't I can uh, also yeah thanks asshole yeah. I can't smoke anything well you don't have to read an embarrassing letter about about yourself, so I really don't feel bad. There we go. Now I can read it and see TJ at the same time because I need to get no, I'm not I'm not trying to like rub it in that you can't you know <laughs> have weed. I'm trying to I I want to make sure that I can see your reaction because also my god listeners this uh this fucking letter let me tell you i wish i were less sober to read this but we're doing it anyway because we're all we were all weird kids apparently i'm hoping that i i people aren't going to be like oh my god this this girl is way weirder than all the rest of us so oh no i i was definitely weird i still am weird yeah, I know. We both are. Weird That's why cool. I'm saying like... That's all I got. That and my sweet style. <laughs> I like weird. Weird's all I got. That and my sweet style. Anyway. Um, apparently written on March 16th, 1994. Uh, yes, Xenials, uh, That means I was 11. Um, Jesus Christ. So, here we go. Dear Martha, guess what? I have some big news to tell you, but I'll save it until later so you don't find out before you read my letter. Or you don't faint before you read my letter. My friend, uh, I guess I can, uh, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. These are people I talk to anyway. My friend Hillary introduced me to new music that I think you'll like. I love it. There's a couple of groups I I like now. I'll name them. It's Aerosmith, Meatloaf, U2, Counting Crows, Smashing Pumpkins, Blind Melon, and Queen. I think you'd like Counting Crows the best, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, by the way, how's that broken leg doing, huh? I hope that it's better. I have a bit of a responsibility as a best friend for you. this is a this is a close family friend i will admit that we've known each other for a long time i i don't know that we were ever really best friends but like 
I guess I was particularly enthusiastic that day. Um, let's see. If you care to take it, oh, whatever. I don't. I I I don't know where I was going with that one, but it definitely looks like a period in between. Um, I am willing to give you. Oh, if if you will take it, I'm willing to give you one of the earrings that pierced my ears. Why? Now, if I do, you have to promise to keep it forever. It'll be a symbol of our friendship. Do you want to? Um, note to readers. No, I did never. I never did actually give her one of those earrings. I, in fact, definitely do not have them. I'm pretty sure they've been gone for years now. Uh, also, why? Like, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I mean, at least it wasn't like let let's let's go carve something into ourselves. I feel like other <laughs> people have done that, so I guess that's slightly less weird. Anyway. Either way, call me sometime so we can gab. I'm just going to let that one breathe for a second. Now for the big news. Don't scream, please. Guess what I got? It's something that I'll have practically the rest of my life. My period. Aren't you excited? Did you get yours yet? Call me and tell me. I want to know. <laughs> Your best friend forever, Emily J. Schick. I actually did put the fucking in middle initial in there. Uh, oh, God. And there's a little P.S. box at the bottom. P.S. Don't tell anyone else about my period. You, you, you're a weird kid, dude. <laughs> Not I mean, I, I like, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here cringing for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie when I, when Martha, so Martha actually called me and was like, my mom found this. I need to fucking read it to you. And then she was like, this is hilarious. We were both laughing. And she's like, do you want me to scan it? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I need to like dig through my shit and find some of my high school poetry. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, so, so that's, we started talking about this and it was like, I am, so at first I was like, wanted to melt into the floor with embarrassment and it's like, and I'm like, my, and it, so my mother was like, Martha's got something to tell you, uh, like call me after <laughs> no no like when when they found the letter and yeah. it's like and i called my mother and she was like that's it was fucking hilarious right i'm like hilarious but also kind of embarrassing and she's like why is it embarrassing everyone was this weird at like 11 years old and i'm like are you fucking serious i thought i was particularly weird she's like no this is like normal 11 year old weirdness or at least I guess it was in the age before the internet, because like I think kids are like impossibly cool now. Like, yeah. take that as a compliment, Zennials. I mean, it sucks bad enough that you had to like have all of your dumb shit memorialized on the internet forever. So at least you get to be cooler than we were. <sighs> also, note that it's got fucking stickers all over it, and it's on like. Very interesting cat stationery. Rad. 
Like I'm actually looking at the scanned copy right now. So, and I would like to note my my handwriting has always sucked. Like it at least hasn't gotten worse. Unless I'm writing quickly. Or I know nobody else is going to read it. I think I missed my calling as a doctor. Yeah. Sure, kid. Whatever. I don't know. I've, I've, I've got some... Well, actually, no. It's, it's bad handwriting, but it's legible. So, I don't know. Engineer, maybe? I feel like if it's legible, it's, you're not really a good doctor. Like, if somebody can read the prescription that you wrote and doesn't have to call your office to find out what the fuck it was. Yes. Really? You're just going to, like, leave me hanging as I'm trying to, like, get over my own cringiness? Yes. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not fucking teeing me up to say anything. You're, you're I'm just not. I just save me from like myself, man. <laughs> Come on. Awkward Don't just... and rambly. So I yeah, you can tell that I'm awkward and rambly. <laughs> cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> Love you, too. That's what friends are for. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This was the inspiration for maybe we should do cringe corner. Like I, I have an old external hard drive that I'm kind of hoping if I plug in has some of my high school poetry on it. Oh, I really I'm pretty wish sure I don't my, have physical copies. I really wish that my like old GeoCities website was fucking stored somewhere oh dude i wonder if i like i don't even know what the fuck my username was on live journal but like i wonder if that still exists oh man yeah i can't remember what my live journal or dead journal were but yeah that, like that's a man thing. i bet that i bet i could mine that for some sweet sweet content yeah, again, we're like, dating th ourselves here. This is an idea that I'd had a few years ago, though, was like Cringe Fest, where it's essentially like an open mic where people just like bring uh, like high school poetry and shit like that. Or yeah. like that letter that you fucking wrote talking about like, guess what? I got my period. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I know that 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 is kind of a big deal. But like, I, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this just felt like a, a safer, safer disclosure than like people that I saw all the time. Like there is something to be said for having a friend who like doesn't go to school with you because like the people that go to school with you, oh man, like. They see, especially people that, like, you go from, like, kindergarten or first grade, like, all the way through the end of high school with, like, those people get to see every single most awkward stage of your entire fucking life. I wouldn't and, like, know, literally, I wouldn't know anything about that. Between kindergarten and senior year of high school, I had... seven different schools so i guess that makes that makes me posit a question like do you think that 
it was harder. an ad- advantage. It was harder. Yeah, because then you just show up in a new place and you're already the weird kid. And then you just oh. prove to them that you're the weird kid. Yeah. So yeah, because kids suck. Hey, let's keep on from this. Speaking of like kids sucking and teenagers and shit in the 80s, uh, we watched the first half of season four of Stranger Things. Yeah, and it was fucking bomb as hell. Like, I I was trying to think if what my ranking for the first three seasons would be. And like it might uh, it's one be, three two. I might say three one two. Because I really dug I mean, I understand why one should should be above that, but like by the time of three, we have a like we've gotten some really good character development on our existing characters and we get introduced to Awesome new characters. Awesome but... new characters and like and uh um fuck Erica. Um, the little sister becomes a much more fully fleshed out character and like might be is easily one of my favorite characters in the entire series like I wish I had like a quarter of the confidence of that kid like I think I would have been a lot less painfully awkward if I had a quarter of the confidence of that fucking kid But, yeah, I mean, season four very much seems to me like it could end up being the best of the entire series, which honestly is an excellent way to go out. Like, if you can make your last season your best one, then you did a fucking phenomenal job. I really hope the second half of it sticks to fucking landing because, like, the first half of it is on its way there. Oh, absolutely. Like, I so deeply appreciate, like, the the Dustin-Steve bromance, especially. Like, they do some real fun shit with it in, in the fourth season. Like... I was born without collarbones, not eyes. <laughs> it's like, no, that that's a solid fucking line, man. And he just keeps admonishing Steve, like... Oh, you're such yeah. an idiot, basically. And it's like, I love this dynamic so much. Well, yes, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, you should definitely check out. Well, if you liked the first season, but were turned off by the second season, so you didn't watch the third season, watch the third season, and then watch the fourth season. Like I said, I, I would say that season three, like... It is on at least on par with season one for me, if not like slightly exceeding. I would agree, except I would say that like season one is slightly better just because of how it, you know, fleshes out the world initially. Like I like the additions of season three, and I like how you know a lot of those additions have been carried through into season four. While yeah. season four has like an interesting story to it, yeah, that I'm curious to see where it goes without getting too spoilery. Yeah, 
I'm very interested to see where it goes. Like it's so, it's so fucking good. I'm so pumped. Oh yeah, I was also gonna do a um, super short, spoiler-free newish movie review. Mm-hmm. Uh, today I watched Lamb, L A M B. It's an Icelandic flick. Um, the only person that anyone might know in it is Numi Rapace. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, did you watch the, like, Dutch versions of, um, uh, fucking Girl with a Dragon Tattoo? No. Uh, I don't, wait, maybe? Did you, did you see... Uh, was it Alien Covenant or was it the one before that? Oh no. no, it was totally Prometheus. Did you see Prometheus? No. Oh, then you no fucking clue who the fuck she is. <laughs> who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> without giving away too much about the movie, uh, it's about a couple who are dealing with the death of their daughter. And one of their sheep on their sheep farm gives birth to a human-sheep hybrid. Listeners, I am raising my eyebrow and making a somewhat alarmed and disgusted face. I mean, it's an A24 movie, so it's not exactly horror, but it has horror elements. Yeah, and I generally like a lot of the stuff that A24 does, but like, man, that that better uh, go someplace, because that's... Yes, it goes horribly. Not not like splice horribly, but the, the ending is pretty damn depressing. Just to, just to get you ready in that spoiler-free kind of way, the ending's pretty damn depressing. Is the movie good? It is well shot, it is well acted, it is well edited. Every element of the movie is good. You didn't I, say I writing. Can't, well, like, I can't really say that I recommend it to anybody, though. So if you had to say, I don't know, make a call, like, see it or screw it. Oh, I mean, I'd still say see it. Like, it's fucking weird. If you want something that's off the beaten path, that's going to be, like, a slow burn slice of life kind of thing, then, yes, definitely check it out. It's interesting. It's, again, it's really well shot. It's really well edited. It's a very attractive film that is well acted. Okay. But I I don't know who it's really other than like the A24 crowd so I guess if you like A24 movies definitely watch it alright uh, I, I I will yeah like I can't say that I actually liked it but it was good ah yes yeah it's funny how you Liking something and it being good can be mutually ex- can be 
mutually exclusive. Well, not mutually exclusive, but don't necessarily go together. Like, there are definitely movies that I can objectively say are good, but I didn't like. And there are a lot of movies that I like and I can objectively say are not technically good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, meatbag. Me too. Like, but I, I think that that's the difference between myself and a lot of film buffs is that, like, I'm really not in movies for technical quality. I'm in it, I'm in it for fun. Am I going to, I mean, and not even just fun, like enjoyment doesn't have to necessarily be like a fun comedic romp or something. Like I just need to fucking enjoy watching it. That's all I care about. I'm definitely in it for both. (laughs) I mean, it's sort of how like Dan and I differ is Dan just hates everything automatically. Whereas I just like everything automatically for the most part. Yeah, and that's why it's a really well, good we can thing both that like back up how we like and hate them. <laughs> yeah, but that's also why it's a really good thing that there are two other people on our movie podcast called See It or Screw It, which you should totally listen to if you haven't already gone to subscribe. Here is your subliminal message to go do that. Yes, yeah, so um, your subliminal message to go do that. <laughs> yes, um, but. Yeah, you can check out really... See It or Screw It wherever you find podcasts. You know where you found this podcast? Well, search for See It or Screw It. <laughs> it's the but only yes. show that tells you to see it or screw it. <laughs> but there are there are two other people on this podcast, so it's not just like the verbose movie dorks. It's a lot of the verbose movie dorks. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that, like, you know, we've been trying to make a point of, like, I don't know, Liam and I saying more. Yes. Because the verbose movie dorks are also really bad at, like, just word vomiting about movies. Because, like, they're movie dorks. you're, You're bad, too, man. You're just as bad. Maybe no, not just I actually bad. know how to give people a chance to talk. But Sometimes. hey, keeping on, keeping on. Um, it's good. You should I, listen I've to it. We're fine. Fucking nothing. Yeah, check it out. Uh, we, we've done an episode on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and an episode on... Um, Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down. Yeah. And our next one's going to be on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The 1990 one version and the 2014 just 1990 dead i think 1990 and 2014 yeah so check 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 it out (laughs) god i remember the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie coming out and yes we are that old kids yes i mean i was under the age of 10 but still old enough to remember and like Man, the fucking cartoon started really early, didn't it? Cartoon was like 88. Yeah. Like, I remember, I think that that was my first introduction. Because, like, I was really, like, I remember loving the cartoon. Like, I, yeah, remember when Saturday morning cartoons were a thing? I assume that's just not a thing anymore. Because everybody can just, like, stream shit whenever the fuck they want. Like, 
yeah, so why the fuck do I as, like, you know, a fucking stress case fucking eight-year-old need to be sure to get up at, like, 8 a.m. on a Saturday just so I can watch fucking cartoons? No. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, that was, that, like, that was most of my motivation for, like, wanting to be up early on a Saturday mm-hmm. was just so I didn't, like, miss stuff that I liked. Oh, yes. man. You remember the Garfield cartoon? Yes. I would bet any amount of money that that holds up really bad. I would be willing to think that you're right. Uh, I mostly hated the Garfield cartoon because it was broken into three segments. Segment one was Garfield. Segment three was Garfield. Segment two was that, like, Farm Farm and Friends or some shit? What? Was it, like, Farm and Friends or some shit? Yeah, something like that. I, I can't remember what it was actually called, but it was boring and derivative. Bullshit, man. It's bullshit. Where's Fucking my field? <laughs> like, ugh. Yes. Wow. Oh, the X-Men cartoon. Uh, exciting times. Um, Disney Plus is going to be doing an X-Men 97 cartoon. So what Ooh. that actually means, nobody really knows yet. If it's going to pick up where the X-Men cartoon left off, I hope. Is that uh, available anywhere? Because I bet that held up. Maybe it didn't hold up great, but it held up okay. Uh, Oh no, it's not bad in terms of like age, like Malk. It's just not very good, and our minds have rose-colored glasses for it because we have such nostalgia for it, and because our minds were so much less fully formed at that time too. Yeah, Um, it is on. Disney Plus, I think. So what you're Brit-dan saying is don't Brit-dan don't ruin it for myself, Brit-dan just let it live Brit-dan in my memory Brit-dan happily. Damn it. Uh, um I don't know. We we totally could fucking watch through that. Yeah, but am I going to ruin part of my childhood if I do that? Not really. Would you like to see your giant karaoke machine? Not really. Alright. Um got any more new business? cat finally went away cool what that's the newest business i got i i meant anything else to like contribute to the episode before we wrapped up anything else is always always a valid and necessary contribution always all right well that sounds like a final word to me (laughs) has the internet taught you nothing cats are our overlords that's kind of cute though they like to pretend to be uh all right so my name's been tj davis alongside emily schick we've been doing beer reviews uh you can check us out on facebook instagram twitter you can give us money at patreon 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 patreon.com backslash n-e-b-r the initials of our show new england beer reviews that is n-e-b-r uh, you can also check out our other podcasts that we do with our buddy Dan Murphy and uh, Liam Anderson from, you know, 10,000 Losses and Lions Led by Donkeys and, oh, oh yeah, well, problem. there's your problem. <laughs> well, there isn't your problem. I mean, he's not our problem. I'm the problem. Um, yeah, no, that's why we're trying to coo you. Yeah. Already. Yeah. 
um, stuff and things and bullshit and junk. Final word? Galooshes. Galooshes. Watch out, kids. Remember, if they sploosh, you better galoosh. <laughs> Why? Why?